moment with you. And to the presider, Reverend Davis, to all the other clergy and preachers of the gospel in the pulpit and in the audience, to the deacons, members, and friends, we greet you. We bring you greetings from First Baptist Church of Ecourse. My pastor is Reverend Alfred Davis, Jr. We will endeavor not to be but a few moments, but with that in mind, we want to give room for the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. So with you will, ask that you would turn with me to the Psalms, the 121st Psalm. The 121st Psalm. It's been a while, a minute, since I've been here and been able to share. As you can tell, there's been a little change. Evidence of getting older. Have to put on an extra set of eyes. And we thank God for the, for the extra set of eyes. Amen. The 121st Psalm reads as follows. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. The entire 121st Psalm. This word is blessed good for the education and uplifting of our soul. I want to also recognize some of the members of the United Voices that are present. I also want to recognize, as I do when I'm up, my father and my mother. If it were not for them, there would be no me. and my big sister, my Aunt Ruby, and my cousin, Angelica. Angelica, I'm sorry. Amen. This psalm from this fifth book of the Psalms is known as a song of degrees or a song of ascents. Fact of the matter, Psalms 120 through 134 are also labeled songs of degrees. They are labeled as such for several reasons of which there is a majority of scholarly opinions concerning one. 
that being that they were sung by Jewish travelers as they were going up to Jerusalem for the three yearly feast, Passover feast, the Feast of Tabernacles, and the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Pentecost. The Passover feast is the remembrance of how God brought his people out of bondage in Egypt. You remember that, don't you? The night before God's people left Egypt, God moved against the Egyptians by sending the death angel to carry out the last plague, the killing of the firstborn of Egypt. Every house that was marked with blood over the doorpost was spared. And when the deaf angel saw the blood of the slain lamb on the doorpost, he passed over that house. The Feast of Tabernacles, as some would call it, the ingathering, the instituted by God in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, the 33rd through the 44th verses. This is a week-long observance with detailed instructions as to what will occur during its observance. During the, this week of assemblies is the holiest or highest day of worship, the day of atonement. This is the day that the high priest would go into the host or the host, the holy of holies, the innermost court of the tabernacle and make burnt offerings of atonement for the sins of the people. The Feast of Weeks, or the Feast of Pentecost, also known as the Feast of the Harvest, the observance of the first fruits, a celebration of joy and thanksgiving for the completion of the harvest season. All three of these feasts or festivals required the attendance in an assembly. To attend these feasts, the people of Israel had to travel to Jerusalem. It was required, it was mandated, commanded by God that these feasts be observed and that all the people would be in attendance. So they traveled from all over Israel to the city of David, to the temple. The city of David was Jerusalem. Jerusalem sits on a mountainous region up on a hill. Officially, Jerusalem sits on a plateau in the Judean mountains between the Mediterranean and the Dead Seas at an elevation of some 2,500 feet above sea level. Thus, when traveling to it, one had to ascend up, travel up the hillside to the city. According to Pastor Mike Hamby of Calvary Baptist Church, Madison, Indiana, as you approached Jerusalem, you would notice that it was surrounded by beautiful rolling hills. He also stated that Jerusalem was called the holy city of the Lord, according to Daniel 9. And as you Bible readers know, Jerusalem is the place where the temple, the Ark of the Covenant, resided. It, it is the place where God chose to manifest himself uh, in an unusual way. Thus, it was the very dwelling place of God. 
So in essence, in essence, if you would like allow to look to the hills, as is stated in verse 1 of the text, is to look toward God. For this is what the hills in this text would represent. Let's look real quick what's being said in verse 1 of this text. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills which cometh my help. Several study resources have posited that the first clause of this verse is rhetorical in that it does not require any type of response in that the second clause of this verse is actually a question. I looked at several sources, at least eight different ones. I, I tend to do that. Most of all, of these sources are conservative in nature and they agree all except one. They all state that because of the rhetorical sense of this first clause, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, there is nothing to respond to in that statement. But I contend that that's only if you take it completely by itself. It depends on the translation of the scriptures that one uses. There are so many translations, King James, New King James, the New Standard, Life Application, New International Versions, and all of these translations our translation of a translation. They differ from some others based on the variety of factors, such as understanding of the original languages, the context and use of metaphors, the existence of certain words and meanings of those words at the time of the writing of the text. I'm no scholar by any means, but in my studies, I have come to understand that you have to take into account as many of the variables as possible in interpreting the scriptures. That includes sentence syntax and sentence structure. In Hebrew poetry, these first two verses would constitute what they call a strophe. A strophe is a stanza. A stanza is a two-sentence paragraph. Now, obviously, a paragraph can be more than two sentences. So I won't limit the definition to just those two sentences, but in this case of our text, it is made up of four two-sentence stanzas. With that in mind, we look at how it affects the meanings of or interpretations of each line as it is connected with each other in the respective stanzas. In verse 1 of the text, the entire stanza constitutes a declaration of statement. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my Help. Now the King James Version has a period right there. If you got a King James Version, you can look at that and you'll see there's a period right there. Uh, 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 the New King James Version has a question mark right there. There's a difference. So does uh, the Life Application Bible and the New International Version. The New Living Translation also has a question mark. So who's right? Who's right? A period means the completion of a thought. The King James Version completes the thought at the end of this two-part or two-sentence stanza. Then it continues in that second part. I will lift up my eyes unto the hill from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. 
which made heaven and earth. This stanza, these two sentences are complete declarative statement. The first part denotes that the psalmist says he will do something. He will take an action. Uh, uh, he is looking in a direction toward upward. He's looking up toward the representation of the dwelling place of God. He's looking up to the hills where God's dwelling place among his people is located. In Jerusalem, the city of God surrounded by hills on a hill. The temple, the place where God's presence dwells with his people. This traveler is saying that he is lifting up his eyes toward that place in the hills, on a hill where God's presence with his people dwells. And he's further saying that by doing so, he is looking toward the place where the representation of his help dwells. He's looking toward his help. His help comes from the Lord. He's looking toward his God as he makes his journey to his dwelling place. Up among the hills, on a hill, in the city of his God, to the temple of his God. He's on a rough road. This is a rough road. A potentially dangerous road. A road that is fraught with peril. We, we're not talking about the smooth roads of the Autobahn. Anybody been to Germany? You know what I'm talking about when I say the Autobahn, where you can go as fast as you want to if your vehicle will let you. Uh, we're not talking about the smooth lit roads of Asia where we don't have to worry about potholes and collapsing bridges. That would be nice, wouldn't it? We're not talking about uh, the flat, smooth roads uh, of Route 66 going out west. We're talking about a rough mountainside terrain where there were known thieves and assassins laying in wait to accost the travelers. We're talking about a long, winding hillside road that was rugged, strewn with rocks and boulders, with narrow thoroughfares, and the potential to just fall over the side of the various cliffs. We're talking about having to traverse a road that was not well lit. It was dark at night hot during the day and, and the traveler says that he is looking up toward the place where his help, his God dwells. That's what the hills in this text represent. The place where God the creator of heaven and earth uh, his presence dwells among his people up among the hills on a hill in a temple built, built for him to tabernacle to take up residence among his people. There's a lesson in this for us today. The psalmist is giving us something to ponder. We're building or we're being gifted with an admonition of divine proportion. On this journey of life, we're going to need some help to make it. Oh yeah, you're not going to make it by yourself. We're going to need the kind of help that family oftentimes won't be able to give. We're going to need the kind of help that friends more time than not won't know how to give. We, we're going to need uh, the kind of help that only God can give. So we better be looking up toward him who is the creator and sustainer of all that exists. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills which coming. My help, my help comes from the Lord. We better know who and where to look to. But I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm sad to say. 
I'm sad to say that, 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 that there are some who don't know. Some of us just don't know or we act like we don't know. I mean, look at the evidence. There is some evidence. Some of us have erected our own hills that we think that we can look to for secure and safety and serenity. We, we put all kinds of mountains in our paths that block our view and what God can do for us. We, 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 we us, we go through and, and what God can do through us and for us. We've allowed some things in our lives to become hills of obstruction. The pursuit of this world and what it has to offer. We took jobs and careers. Uh, we looked to jobs and careers that we think will offer us financial security. We, well, I don't know what to tell you, but look at some of these folk who's dependent on jobs and careers and, and, and got downsized. Folks getting laid off. Positions being eliminated. I got a letter once. I got a letter back in August of 2017 saying that due to severe budget cuts in the funding that had taken place, the need to downsize had arisen and that positions were being eliminated and my position was one of the ones being eliminated effective immediately. I was to turn in my badge and all my equipment and anything else that belonged to that organization by the end of the week. They told me my benefits were being discontinued at the end of that month and, and I would receive my last paycheck at that pay period. No severance package, no two-week uh, 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 bonus or benefit, uh, no payment for unused vacation, uh, no acknowledgement of payment for no sick days that I didn't use. I was getting nothing but that, that, that pay period pay. I wasn't even bitter. Wasn't bitter, wasn't busy, didn't, didn't get upset. Because I knew in advance that it was a possibility and more likely a probability. I held out hope anyway because I loved that organization and the work that I was engaged in and I had a hand in trying uh, to find a solution to the funding shortage. It didn't work out. But God is gracious. God is gracious. God is good. God is good. Some, some of y'all have heard me say this before. God are good. And I noticed some school teachers somewhere in the building, and it's not grammatically correct to say God are good, but ears don't make him no better than he are. So I say God are good. Hmm? Yeah, I landed on my feet, but I didn't put my faith in a job or a career. Huh? I put my faith in God and, and didn't look to a job. Didn't look to a career. I looked to my God. Some of us look to the hill of politics. Thinking that politicians have our best interests at heart and that they will work for the benefit of all the people. Well, if you've been paying any attention lately, you would have seen where looking to that hill and what it will get you. The politics of this country have always been messed up. It always has. It's never worked for the benefit of all the people, especially black folk in this country. And I know that there are those that get tired of folk always talking about us as a people in this country, and that's all right. I get it. I really do. I get tired of hearing some folk talk like that. But I do it. 
I do it, I do it, I do it because uh, 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 I love us as a people. And I'm compelled to love us as a people. And I, I can't do anything else but love us as a people. To not love us as a people would be to not love myself. Huh? But I love all God's people. Not just us, not just black people, but I love all God's people. But black folk in this country need all the love from us that we can give. We put too much faith and trust and belief in systems in this country that, that were not designed for us in the first place, thinking that we're going to get some or receive some justice or equality or equity. No, if we ain't got it now. Don't mean that we should discontinue fighting for it. Don't mean that we should give up. But we should continue to fight for it. But while we pursue those goals, we better be looking toward he who is just. We better be looking toward he who is merciful. We better be looking toward he who is righteous. We better be looking toward God, our heavenly father. Some of these battles that we're fighting, that we're still fighting, don't belong to us. They belong to him. And I hear him telling us, just like he told Israel, be still and know that I am God. Some of us looking toward the hills of medicine. Modern medicine has come a long way. Some of us can't do without it. And I know that there are sicknesses and diseases that modern medicine can deal effectively with. I know that there are conditions that we deal with that we just need to consult doctors for. God gave the doctors the knowledge to administer our, to our medical needs. But even then, we shouldn't wholly depend on the doctors in modern medicine. Doctors make mistakes. Medicine can be inadequate for certain situations. But there is a doctor that has never lost a patient, got more medicine in the hem of his garment than all the medicine cabinets in the world. Some of you know this for yourself, don't you? Huh? You've been sick. Doctors walked in and shook their head, walked out of the room. You called on the name of Jesus. He touched your body. Look at you now. Fact of the matter, you ought to be running up and down these aisles, shouting glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, you look to the hill. From which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. Yeah, somebody ought to agree with me here. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look to the hills of he who is your keeper. You do know that God is the keeper, don't you? I'm on my way to my seat. That's what the psalmist said in this text. Look at verses 3 through 5. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. 
Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Yeah, he talking about God is your keeper. Isaiah said he will keep him in perfect peace. He watches over us as a father watches over his children. He protects us from all hurt, harm, and danger. He holds us in the hollow of his hands and wraps us in the cradle of his mighty arms. He hides us under the wings of his uh, mighty wings. He never sleeps nor slumbers. He's ever watchful over them that are his. Songwriter said it the other day. I don't know his name, but he said it uh, all night. All day, angels. Keep watching. Psalms, the 91st Psalm. At 11 through the 13th verse, got inspired and he, he kind of agreed with, with what that other psalmist said. He said, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Look to the hills of the God that can and will keep you look to the hills of the God that can supply all your every need his word says Psalms 24 and 1 we kind of psalm heavy this morning the earth is the Lord's the fullness thereof the wild and they that dwell therein then in Philippians 4 and 19 he says but my God the one whom I look to shall supply all that mean every need according to his riches and glory. Finally, finally, as I go to my seat, look to the hill that is the most important of hills. This hill is where a songwriter looked to as he was inspired to pick up pen and put that pen to paper for posterity. And he wrote the words of this hymn. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and the best for lost sinners of this world was slain. You know the story, don't you? He came through 42 generations. Born of a woman. Wrapped in human flesh. Walked and talked with men. Fed hungry men. Healed sick men. Taught ignorant men. Raised dead men. One day in a secluded garden, he allowed himself to be arrested like a common thief. Marched from Judgment Hall to Judgment Hall. Whipped all night long. Crown thorns on his head. Robe purple on his shoulder. Cross laid on his back. Marched up the Via Della Rosa Road to that hill called Calvary stretched wide 
on that cross, nailed in his hands and feet. That cross lifted high. He died out on that cross, stayed there to the sixth and the ninth hour, took him down and buried him in a borrowed tomb, stayed there all day, first day, all night, first night, all day, second day, all night, second night. But all I, all I, all I, that day morning, got up. He got up. He got up with all power. Power to heal. Power to deliver. Power to save. He saved me. Yes, he did. One day, my soul on the way to a burning hell wasn't fit to live, scared to die. But Jesus touched me. Yeah! He lifted me. He lifted me. He lifted me. Yes, he did. Out of the muck and the mire, he lifted me. Dusted me off. Told me to keep on running. He lifted me. Set my feet on a solid foundation. He lifted me. Yeah! Look to the hill from where cometh your help. Ain't no help down here on the ground. Ain't no help out here. My help cometh from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He got the whole world in his hand. He got me in his hand. He got you in his hand. Jesus said, I got you in my hand. The Father got you wrapped up in my hand in his hand and can't no man pluck you out yeah look to the hills look to the hills look to the hills look to the hills anchor your soul in the sure anchor the anchor holds that grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus. He is the one. This rock is Jesus. The only one. Be very sure. Be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. God bless you. Doors of the church are open. Let everyone stay in, please. Perhaps there's someone here this morning who needs some.